With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck. And this is Short Stuff. And this is a good one. I'm, I'm excited about this one, Chuck. Let's go. Go. Chuck, go. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about petticoat rulers. Mm-hmm. And it might surprise people, considering America today is ranked 81 out of 193 countries in women representation in government, that we actually had uh, women who were mayors and city council people way back in the 1800s. Yeah, there were two towns in particular, um, uh, Oskaloosa, Kansas, and Kanab, Utah, that had elected all-female town councils in 1888 and 1912, respectively, which is pretty substantial. <clears throat> but then Jackson, Wyoming, home to the famous Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, which I guess is a hamlet or a burg or some sort of affiliated town, but it's basically the same place from what I understand. Oh, man, we're going to get some email from the Jackson people. <laughs> um, they said, you know what, hold our beer or hold our sarsaparilla because we're going to one-up both of those towns. And in 1920, the year that um, women were uh, granted suffrage by the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, I should say, that same year, Jackson, Wyoming, elected not only an all-woman town council, Chuck, but also a mayor, a woman mayor, for the first time ever. And that group, these petticoat rulers, as they came to be known, appointed women to the um, highest positions in the town, clerk, health, treasurer, and Marshall. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And I'm, uh, I was surprised to see that uh, the first uh, woman elected mayor in the United States was all the way back in 1887. Yeah, I had, I had no idea. Yeah, it was in Agoria, Kansas. Her name was, uh, well, this one was the one, I believe we covered her before in something, Susanna Salter, who was placed on the ballot as a, as a sort of a prank by men in the town who didn't think that women should hold office. They put her on the ballot thinking that she would be humiliated and it would set women back politically. And she didn't know she was on the ballot. It was like a blind ballot until the day of the election. Uh-huh. And she she won. That's awesome. And went on to be mayor. Um, the other ones, Oskaloosa, uh, Mary D. Loman, she was um, legitimately elected mayor and the first woman elected as mayor um, in Kansas with an all- uh, city council full of women, nothing but ladies. That's amazing. But the the thing is, is yeah, like we, we think about it today and we're like, that's just, that's unheard of, you know, like literally unheard of. I hadn't heard about that before. Um, but the, the state of Wyoming is actually known as the equality state. And one of the reasons why is because, you know, we associate 1920 as the year that women were granted the right to vote. That is a national thing. Um, they had the right to vote back in 1869 in Wyoming. So it kind of like gives it a little more um, texture or context or both um, to know that, that women already had the right to vote for um, more than 50 years before uh, Mayor Miller and the all-female town council um, were elected in Jackson. Yeah, and that's how Mary Lohman won in Oskaloosa is they had— uh, in Kansas, they had the right to vote in municipal elections. Mm-hmm. 
and they won by a two to one margin on the Oskaloosa improvement ticket. Nice. Um, the one in Utah was interesting too. And they both kind of had similar stories in that when they got in office, um, one of their big things was to kind of just clean up the town, collect back taxes. I think they had something like $200 in collected taxes just because people just refused to pay. And they went around personally to the houses. And I think they left office with $2,000 in the city coffers. Um, and then Mary Woolley Chamberlain mm-hmm. of Kenneb, Utah, mm-hmm. uh, she was mayor for two years and she had a female city council and she was one of the, uh, enacted one of the first leash laws for dogs. Oh, cool. And then wanted to protect local business. So she enacted a, uh, a daily tax on traveling salesmen coming through town because she was like, you can't just come through town, steal a bunch of business and then leave Uh with your pockets full. So we're going to tax you guys per day just to kind of drive business to protect local business. That's some smart government right there. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about some more smart government that was instituted by women around the turn of the last century. Okay. Let's do it. Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments. And if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care. Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy? But you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy. It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for. Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful. Hey, everybody, it's time to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has absolutely everything you could possibly need to build whatever website you're trying to. You can host video content and organize your entire video library, plus showcase it on beautiful video pages. You can use analytics to grow your business and learn where your site visits and sales are coming from. What else, Chuck? Well, buddy, if you got merch, then you can sell it on Squarespace. You can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Yeah, and if your business is appointment-based, you can accept appointments on your Squarespace website. You can offer online or in-person private sessions, workshops, and group classes. And Squarespace provides everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, and send automatic reminders, all in a beautifully showcased site. So just go to squarespace.com slash stuff and you're going to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use our offer code stuff to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
All right. So, Chuck, you said Kanab's uh, town council were elected by a two-to-one margin. I saw the same thing, too, for uh, Jackson's petticoat rulers, which really kind of goes to underscore this. This was not like some fluke or a joke like uh, the first female mayor in America, Salter. Is that what you said her name was? Uh, yeah, Susanna Salter. She reminds me, that story reminds me of Elizabeth Blackwell getting into uh, med school. Remember, it was supposed to be a prank and kind of blew up in in the face. That's probably what I was thinking of, actually. Yeah, yeah, because I don't remember talking about Susanna Salter before either. Um, But the the fact that they won, that the petticoat rulers and uh, the Kanab uh, Utah town council won by like a two-to-one margin really shows that this was not like a, a joke or a fluke. Um, I think one woman, one of the city council members, beat her husband in the election in Jackson yeah. in 1920. Rose and, Crabtree. Yeah, and um, it, which that had to taste pretty pretty sweet. And then the um, the fact is that a lot of them were reelected when they came up for reelection. So um, not only was it a good idea, they proved themselves as as uh, worthy for reelection too. And some of the things they did, like you said, they they beefed up the town coffers. Um, I saw they didn't institute a leash law in Jackson, but they did criminalized littering for the first time. Um, they cleaned up the town square, meaning that they didn't allow cattle grazing there anymore. That was another thing they did. What else? Uh, they graded the streets. They said, how about some street lights and street lamps? Um, let's expand electrical service. Let's get a cemetery going in this town because mm-hmm. everyone's always shooting each other. <laughs> right. Or they used to when the men ran the place. That was another thing I saw too. I mean, you were talking about the back taxes not being collected and, and them getting like an additional $1,800 into the treasury. Um, one of the things that I saw, I think it was in a Jackson Hole newspaper. The reason for that was that this town had been run like really insouciantly by men up to that point. And that there was like this this kind of pioneer spirit where everyone was expected to take care of their neighbor and everyone did and stepped up when help was needed. But it it wasn't like a, a organized structural civic pride and that that's what the petticoat rulers came in and instituted. They, they basically said, hey, you know that the whole take care of your neighbor thing? Well, there's actually a lot of things we could be doing, um, you know, through government. And let's let's just let's start doing that. And that actually kind of took off. Yeah. And uh, Grace Miller, the mayor of I think sh- she was uh, Jackson, right? Yeah. She said in an interview, we simply tried to work together. We put into practice the same thrifty principles we exercise in our own homes. We wanted a clean, well-kept, progressive town in which to raise our families. What is good government but a breathing space for good citizenship? Nice. And it sort of reminds me of that quote. Um, I don't know the exact quote, but it's sort of uh, like if you want if you want the job done on time and right, like hire a working mom or something like that. I think you're talking about... Something to do with, like, lipstick and pitbulls? Uh, no. <laughs> no? Is that a different one? I think so. Okay. <laughs> um, the one you're talking about makes a tremendous amount of sense, though. Um, so the, 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 the petticoat rulers came in, and, and from what I understand, there's a town uh, historian, Morgan Albertson. I'm going to take a stab at this last name. Jowen? What do you think? Sure. J A O U E N. It's a beautiful, maybe it's just beautiful name. Clean. <laughs> right. Either way, it's, it looks very, very nice spelled out. Um, but uh, historian 
the we're just going to call this person the historian, basically said that the petticoat ruler shaped shaped Jackson and Jackson Hole into the town that they they know and love today, um, and that it may have just kind of become a town that ended up deserted and misused and mistreated and misgoverned and lost to history. Um, the the historians willing to to go so far as to say that either way they the rulers definitely deserve credit for for shaping the place but the weird thing is Chuck is like despite how successful the all female town council and mayor and appointed positions was for Jackson it's like the town was like okay well we tried that let's wait another eighty or so years before we do it again yeah, we tried that and it worked out really great. Mm-hmm. So let's just wait till the 1980s. Yeah, 1980s was the first time that f- women city council people were elected again. And it wasn't until 2001 when they had another woman mayor. Jean Jackson was elected in 2001. So it went from uh, Mayor Miller, uh, Grace Miller, in 1920 to Jean Jackson in 2001. That was quite a drought. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? I got nothing else. We salute them. I, I do too, but I have one last thing. The um, the women were all members originally of what was called the Pure Foods Club, which was a social group that met a couple of times a month. And that's where the idea to run was um, hatched and, and nurtured. And that group is still around today, but they call themselves the Birthday Club. But isn't that yeah. adorable? This group's been around since the early 1900s, and they still meet twice a month. And now men are allowed I love the birthday club. I want to be in that group. Uh, they will let you in. You're a man and, and likable. So I think those are the two qualifications. And I have birthdays. You do. You have a birthday. Well, yeah, hats off to the petticoat rulers and all of the uh, women who helped shape the United States then and now. Uh, and uh, I guess that means short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.